Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Today, I have the pleasure of having Isadora Karadimitrius, who is a neuro sales trainer. Isadora, welcome to the program. Hello, Omar. Hi. It's the first time that someone is pronouncing my name this way. <laughs> Actually, once I was visiting uh, a friend, uh, I'm a Canadian, and he had an exchange student from Japan. And so just to be polite, uh, I went, arigato. And she looked at me with her mouth open saying, you're the first foreigner that said it properly. <laughs> and that's the only <laughs> Japanese I knew. So I am so happy to be talking to you. You're my first guest from Athens, Greece. So uh, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for your uh, kind invitation. So, Isadora, when we were uh, doing a call earlier uh, about our interview, you were telling me when you first joined the sales world. And uh, so tell me what that experience was like when you first went into sales. Oh, it was uh, kind of scary because I was uh, just uh, 18 years old and I entered um, the uh, insurance world. Um, and it was uh, quite strange because I wasn't ready to be a salesperson. So I had to learn quickly and to, to survive. Um, and I, I was just a little girl, 18 years old. You, you don't have uh, a lot of um, um, experience, a lot of knowledge and experience. So you just uh, uh, you're starting to build yourself and to build your knowledge and your experience. So it was very very early, um, and uh, I, I uh, tried to make the best. I was a good learner. I was listening everything that uh, my directors were telling me, and my team managers. So I had a great career for too many years in the insurance companies in Greece. So one of the things you had mentioned in our conversation and uh, looking at your picture, you know, you are, uh, you know, a very attractive woman and you were saying that you thought that was uh, a, de a detriment to you when you were younger, you thought that was getting in the way of your sales ability. To, so talk to me about that. And the reason I'm asking is sales and life is all about mindset. So tell me what your mindset was like about, you know, being that young in that mature industry. Um, being a, uh, a young woman in the profession of sales, uh, it's uh, kind of difficult. You have to prove a lot of things to um, your uh, directors, to, to your teammates, um, to your family, because uh, nobody believes that you can achieve uh, a lot of things. So there, there were um, things like belief system and values. Um, that I had to, to face. Um, my mindset then was that I do not have a chance in failure. My road, my path was only to go to success. So I did it. I didn't have, I was focused on the results I wanted to have. I was, uh, <laughs> very often, I was practicing uh, 
positive visualization. I was feeding my mind continually with uh, clear mental pictures of who I wanted to become. So hold that thought for a minute. So was this something you naturally did or were you uh, seeking out knowledge and that was the advice you were uh, implementing? No, uh, that was something I was doing from a little child. I was dreaming of myself. I was dreaming of my future. And that helped me when I was um, uh, when I first entered the insurance uh, company's world. Um, no, that that was from inside. It was an inside voice that said you have to think of where you want to go, of who you want to become. And uh, I did it, and I am doing it every day, each and every day of my life. So let's go back there just a little bit, because I think this is really interesting. So you said it was an inner voice. Was it quite literally an inner voice that was uh, helping you, guiding you, and driving you forward? Yes. And was that voice your voice, or was that voice another voice? Oh, it's, well, it was uh, my voice. I was hearing my voice telling me, like I was he hearing my older self, the version of my older self telling me that this is your path. You have to be focused, no distractions. You have to struggle every day and you will go wherever you wish to go. So just let me pause there because I think this is really interesting. So as a young lady or as a young girl, you were hearing your older self in the future driving you towards that destiny. Yes. Isn't that fascinating? So Isn't it? <laughs> of course it is. So, of course it is. So as you That's the story of my life. So as you envision the future, was this conversation, this interview part of it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, to tell you the truth, no, it wasn't. <laughs> so as you progressed in your uh, career, uh, you were moved up into management in the insurance industry. So tell me what the thoughts were when you were promoted and what the experience was like from going from being uh, a colleague and a peer to being a people's manager. That was quite uh, interesting and um it was also kind of awkward because I was a young lady and I had to deal with uh, um, older ages than me. Um, but um, the respect, the respect is something you gain from the others. And when you give your example, and my example was that I was every day uh, at work, I was uh, following my plan and I never lost a goal i was every time i was in my yes. uh, goals and that helped uh, build credibility and respect from your team of course and uh, i had from myself positive expectations and that was a great motivator for me because uh, your expectations can determine your not your attitude definitely and so uh, i'm going to ask you uh were there times when you were uh, a manager and uh, you had doubts and or you had setbacks? And the reason I'm asking that is not so much that you had them, but how you uh, helped rebound from that and not let it uh, sabotage you. Oh, I had a lot of those moments because I didn't have a mentor. I, I believe strongly in uh, mentors and how they can guide you. So before I had my mentor, before I found uh, a guy that would help me, 
um, yes, I was lost in my thoughts and I, uh, I was struggling. But I was trying to get around to, uh, with positive people. The people you associate with uh, have uh, an effect in your thinking and on your emotions, of course. Um, I, I was trying to be in my path and be focused. Be focused is the, the, the top tip of getting uh, the success results you wish. And then I found my mentor. He's a sales trainer here in Greece. And, and what's his name? His name is Akis Agelakis. Oh, I love the name. He's very famous. Yeah, we, we love it too in Greece. <laughs> it has something poetic in it. Um, and he supported me. He showed me uh, the way um, and uh, sometimes some shortcuts <laughs> to get where you want. Uh, so um, my, my mind was full of new knowledge and uh, that was very important for me. So I started to uh, be more positive and uh, be more aggressive on my goals, chasing my goals. Excellent. So t tell me about the, uh, the relationship with your mentor in terms of... Uh how do you think that relationship should be? Like, what is the responsibility of the mentee or the protege? And what's the responsibility um, of the mentor? <clears throat> the responsibility of the mentor, because this is something I do now to my mentees, is to find their, uh, to, to have a SWOT analysis at first, to find all the, um, the strength points. It's, it's very important to highlight them. Uh, it is important to give your experience, to give it unconditionally, to say things, to talk about yourself, your motivations, your problems, your obstacles, your experiences, um, and to try to help a mentee to support him or her to flourish. On the other hand, the mentee, I think, my personal opinion is that should um, listen very, very carefully. And not just listen, but to uh, act also. Brilliant. And it's that uh, uh, listening is you know, something we talk about a lot, but it's really hard for people to do. And uh, yes, so I'm going to take you through an exercise and the people listening to this, and it ties back to an earlier conversation we had in this interview. So Isadora, I'm going to uh, say a few sentences and what I'd like you to do and the listeners, what I'd like you to do is as I say the, uh, the sentences, could you repeat it inside your head silently as I say it? Clear instructions? Clear. Here goes. I think our mindset is the most important part of who we are because it determines how we see the world, how we connect with the world, and more importantly, how we connect with ourselves. So as you were doing that, Isadora, were you hearing my voice in your head or were you hearing your voice in your head as you were saying the words? I was hearing, I was hearing your voice. Would it surprise you that uh, if we had a room full of 10 people, at least three or four of them would, would have been hearing my words in their voice and other people would be hearing my voice in their head as they're repeating it. And uh, it's just fascinating how our mind works and one way isn't necessarily better than another. And that kind of leads me into what you do. So tell me about what you're finding on that brave new frontier of neuroscience, where it meets practicality, where it meets sales. What are you seeing out there and how are you using those insights to help your clients become more effective at sales? 
Mm, yes. Um, <clears throat> I was uh, in the world of uh, NLP uh, for a long of uh, for, for a yes. lot of years, and uh, that knowledge uh, get me to search more about the human brain and its its uh, functions. And I found out about uh, neurosciences and uh, neuro tools that it is the future. You know, in uh, your country, uh, America, you are from uh, you're Canadian, but you live in America, is it right? That is that is correct. Okay, so they say that uh, we live in the brain century, and that was very um, trigger that triggered my mind. Um, so I found out that in the old commercial logic, marketing would, um, um, through focus groups or other market research techniques, gather information about the needs and wants of their customers. And uh, those were translated into new products or services, which after being produced are sold by the, the sales force. Um, in the new commercial logic that I am a fan of, the sales force are, forces are used to manage key customers and to co-create new products and services with them. Yes. The co we are in the co-creation uh, game. So um, I think that a selling profession needs a catalytic transformation uh, from a profession that is hungry for results and sales disregarding customer experience to a profession full of enlightened and well-trained professionals who will promote ethics and customer-centric philosophy to their businesses. Uh, that is where neurosciences um, are. So give me an example of uh, one of the neuroscience insights and a particular client that you helped uh, utilize that information, because information is useless till you apply it. So give me an example of insight and application and results. Okay. So um, let's take uh, an example of a very uh, uh, special client I have here in Greece um, that is uh, a trader of raw material for pastries and for pastry soaps. Yes. For example, they have a group of, um, of um, sorry, uh, Omar, sorry, I lost my words. Sorry. Um, oh, God. So they have a group of customers? No. Um, sellers. Uh, but I lost the word now. The selling team. Oh, sales they team. have a selling team. Sales team. Okay, they have a sales team. Um, the sales team was were using the traditional uh, techniques, the seven step of selling, all those famous traditional techniques for uh, getting closer to the client and sell the products. Um, using neuroscience findings from, from my research, uh, we changed the way they were talking or we uh, make a transformation out of the language they were using. We were using most of all, the persuasive language, and the results were, uh, were great. Um, the clients were more happy, the clients were buying, and uh, there were a connection between the client and the seller that lasted during the time. So, 
and we had on as a result i'm sorry sorry uh, we had as a result that um more uh, happy customers and happy employees the, the sales team excellent so how's that different than uh, rapport like traditional rapport of connecting like how is the, what's the distinction between what was tried differently Oh, the distinction is um, that, of course, you use uh, you use a kind of rapport, but you have more tools now. Uh, for example, um, you can understand from micro expressions of the face of the other. Yes. You can understand if uh, he wants to buy, if he doesn't want to buy, if he feels. Um, if he has bad feelings for you, if he has positive feelings and wants to make the purchase, uh, you can understand. You can be taught to understand from the micro expressions. So that is something that it's not uh, neuroscience. But the difference is that uh, the findings of the research uh, and the words you use, the sentences you are using to persuade the client to buy are different in terms of um, the words. For example, um, you will not uh, use the word uh, sell. Right. You will use uh, the word, the word um, what is beneficial for you. Okay, that makes sense. So just uh, kind of really focusing on the customer and their worldview, what's important to them. Sorry, uh, Mark, can you please uh, repeat? I didn't hear oh, you. Sure, I was saying, so you're very much focused on their worldview. What's important to the customer uh, is what you're focusing on and not what's important to the salesperson. The important thing for the salesperson is to have, um, this is an alignment, there should be an alignment. The salesperson and the customer should have um, common goals. And the goal is, to meet the needs and the sales team needs and the customer needs. So very much back to co-creation. Am I answering you? Yes. The co-creation, yes. This is, I think, the uh, the secret. So Isadora, the name of your company is Reframe, uh, and that's uh, getting people to see a situation in a different uh, vantage point. Uh, what made you pick that name, and how do you apply it to your business and your customers? Yes. Uh, Reframe is um, a neurolinguistic programming technique you are uh, very uh, well aware of, I think. Yes. So I, I, I liked this name uh, because I am fond of this, uh, of this technique. And it's reframing. It's just like you're uh, changing the frame for, uh, into situations uh, into problems, you are reframing the problems, you are making them sound and be challenges. Uh, so reframing is uh, something I love in neuro-linguistic programming and I love doing it myself, in my mind, reframe um, situations. Um, and uh, that's why I choose it, to name my company. Excellent. Uh, Isadora, are you... By the way, I love, I love your... Uh, the name of how you have named your company, Limitless Selling. Yes, No Limit Selling. Uh, Isadora, thank you so much for sitting down with me. I really enjoyed the conversation, and I'm looking forward to our next. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. 
And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 